and welcome to Honour the Grind. I'm Raina Malik and I'm here with David Brett Williams. Today we're talking about the benefits of having a positive outlook on life. Yesterday, David, you were telling me a wonderful story. Um, could you share that with us? Oh, are you talking about my friend Andy, who yes. I used to work with? Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, um, I used to work with this guy, Andy, and he had this zest for life, this positive outlook, that, which was... Um, to be honest, it was annoying sometimes because he would always have, you know, one of those phrases such as, you know, oh, every cloud is a silver lining or the glass is half full, not half empty and things like this. So he was always sort of pushing you to be a little bit more positive. And, and some days, you know, that little bit of a funk and you just really don't want to feel that yeah. positivity or no, it's really it hard to find. You know, just, and so, but he was always, uh, you know, so from the first moment I saw him to last moment, uh, he was always consistent, but always really up there and up, up being positive and smiley and stuff like that. So it was really tough um, act to follow in a way. Yeah. Would you say Andy was one of those, because some people are blessed in many ways in life, so therefore a lot of us look at them and think well, they've got every reason to be happy. They may not have the same challenges or the same story to tell us really. Was Andy no, I wouldn't say he was. Um, so Andy was, um, he had had a brother who was a little bit older, who uh, his parents decided he could go to university, and he couldn't. So uh, I don't think he was blessed with every opportunity in life. Um, you know, I also, I think we also have to have to think that there are a lot of people who have, we'll say, everything. You know, so on the outwards you can see, so you know, my goodness, look at all they have, and so we expect these people to be happy. And some of these people are not just not happy, they're miserable. So Absolutely. in our world, we connect maybe sort of possessions and material things to happiness. And I'm not sure that connection actually exists in the real world. And so we chase these material objects thinking that if I get this, then I'll be happy. And then we get there and we realize I'm not happy. Exactly. And so sometimes I think we are a little bit mistaken in our pursuit of happiness by chasing material. So what are the benefits of a positive outlook? Well, um, there are tons of uh, benefits. Uh, there is a very clear connection between our brain and our bodies. And so mindset is vital in this because your mindset affects how your body works and also the processes that happen within it. Um, and if anybody's facing a health-related crisis, it's been demonstrated many, many times that cultivating positive emotions boosts the immune system and counters depression. So can you give us some examples of where this, where having a positive outlook may benefit public health? Yeah, um, so this significant, significant link is being shown in both uh, controlling healthier blood sugar levels, lowering blood pressure, less heart disease, and better weight control, um, and even uh, when people are faced with incurable illnesses such as, as cancers, positive feelings and thoughts can improve the quality of life. Okay. So maybe not the quantity, but it can improve the quality of life. And so you also mentioned a study conducted by American Heart Association, is that right? right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we talked about that earlier. And this was quite a big study. It looked at um, six, uh, just over 600 patients. And what they found was that um, those patients with a more positive mood were 58% more likely to live another five years. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. It is. It is. You know, you think you think that's just the the difference of positivity increases longevity. 
and it's not just longevity, also you mentioned it's the quality, um, so it's the quality of life that it impacts as well. It does, it does, because they found that there was a real connection between um, exercising and positivity, mm -hmm. and they're not sure which one went first, so were the people positive so they exercised, or were they exercised and then were positive as a result of that? But if you think about it, it's, it's probably doesn't really matter which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, positivity or exercise, it. yeah. it's the fact that, you know, this works, and, and so we need to do it, we need to be positive and exercise. That's it. You mentioned a story about um, a lady who was having cancer treatment. Um, uh, yeah, a, a lady, and oh, but she was also um, a doctor, and so, ah, wow. um, so she was actually sort of studying medicine at the time, um, and we talked about a lady by the name Wendy Harpham, or Dr. Wendy Harpham, I should say, uh, and she actually writes, has written several books for people who are facing cancer, so really for cancer patients. And it goes back probably 30 years ago when she was an internist that she was diagnosed herself with cancer. Uh, um, she was um, diagnosed with a form of autoimmune cancer and something called non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm -hmm. um, and she actually faced 15 years of treatment for her cancer. So, wow. yeah. I guess in those days the treatment isn't as it is now, which is why it was 15 years. Yeah, well, well, and, and, and sometimes some people have uh, very aggressive forms of cancer that yeah. keeps on going, remission comes back, remission comes back, unfortunately. Um, and so what she tried to do was set the stage for happiness and, and hope. Um, so she did several things. She would surround herself with really positive people um, who um, lift her spirits. Um, she still keeps a gratitude journal. Um, hmm. And she would also every day do something good for somebody else. So an act of kindness, uh, and she also watched loads of funny and uplifting movies because she realised that uh, you know sort of watching those really improved her mood and her spirits. So does this also work with ageing? Ah, so this so <laughs> some people consider ageing to be a disease, and and yes, it does. Um, they looked at um, a really a research looked at a really big study of um, over four thousand people who were aged fifteen and above. So so my age group, and they found that. Um, that the ones who demonstrate a positive view of aging um, would have a beneficial influence on both the health outcomes and the longevity. So if you have a positive view towards aging, you'll live longer. Wow, that's incredible. So how do you, how does one foster positive emotions? Well, they looked at um, two ways of doing it. One was um, psychologically, mm -hmm. so that if you had a positive view, um, you actually had an enhanced view of your own ability. And as you probably know, a lot of people as they get older, you know, fear, I won't be able to do this anymore, I can't do this anymore. So the enhancing of your own ability is, is really powerful. And this also de decreases perceived stress and fosters more healthy behaviors, such as exercising. Then. Mm -hmm. And then the other way was physiologically, because people with positive outlooks on aging had lower levels of something called C-reactive protein. And this is a marker of stress-related inflammation and it's associated with heart disease and other illnesses. So the more we can do to reduce the C-reactor protein, the healthier and more capable we're going to be for much longer. So do they follow any particular plans or scheduled tasks? Um, well, another study sort of looked at um, sort of how to foster positive emotions, mm -hmm. and what they found was that if they could do um, practice eight skills, and there were three of eight skills technically, that that would foster more of these positive emotions and a more positive outlook. Oh wow, so could you tell us about these eight skills or um, eight habits? Or? 
love to. So in fact, it was uh, Judith Moskowitz who uh, was looking at people who were just recently diagnosed as HIV positive. And uh, so, as you mentioned, these people are in the midst of a health crisis, mm -hmm. you know, a significant health crisis. And what she found uh, was that the ones who practiced uh, these eight skills were less likely to need antidepressants as a result of, of being able to show this positivity. Uh, and they coped with their illness better, and they had a lower viral load. So wow. the people who could display positivity, who did this, were actually sort of healthier. And um, so, what what are these? What did they mention any specific skill sets? Or, yeah, or, um, abs absolutely. So the um, the eight skills. Um, well, first of all, let's let's back up a bit. So, because I, I probably haven't done Judith Moskowitz, uh, uh, so I'll say justice. And so, what she wanted to do was to uh, help people feel calm, happy, and satisfied, despite being in the midst of health crisis. So uh, they never really thought about doing any improvements to health or longevity. If that happened, that was a bonus. And so what she got people to do was um, to engage in three of eight behaviors, and they followed them up 15 months afterwards. And so after they did this training. Long time. A long time, and they showed these, you know, all these calmer, happier, healthier, lower viral load, you know, so great, great, great results. Incredible, incredible. So. Um, Coming back to the skills, did she mention the skills? I see, they are. Um, there are eight of them, and number one is to recognize a positive event each day. Okay. Number two is savor that event and log it in a journal or tell someone about it. Number three is start a daily gratitude journal, which is was already mentioned earlier, right? So that's a um, list of personal strength and note how you used it. Set an attainable goal and note your progress. Number six was report a relatively minor stress and list ways to reappraise the event positively. So it's something we call reframing. Recognize and practice small acts of kindness daily. And the eighth and final one was to practice mindfulness, focusing on the here and the now rather than the past or the future. That's a great list. Mm. I think that's a brilliant list. Do you practice any of these, David? <laughs> um, I, I do. I do. So that's the, um, for me, I've been keeping a gratitude journal for uh, a while now. Um, I also look to do what I call a random act of kindness. I tend to uh, pick on strangers, uh, so this we're doing this, um, rather than some people I know. Um, so I will just look to spontaneously do a random act of kindness for people. Um, I also, I'm getting, to, I'm getting into the mindfulness a little bit more because I think sometimes the busier I get, the more I kind of want to move on to the next thing. So I try to stay, you know, be very yes. conscious, stay in the here and the now. Um, and with the gratitude journal, I do actually focus on uh, a positive event each day. So I think those are things that I that I, that I do and I've probably done for a number of years, but I'm, mm. I'm much more conscious to do it deliberately. What about you? <laughs> Come on, tell me. So, so I guess for me is if if I do have situations that arise that perhaps are unexpected. Mm -hmm are not in my favour, I always find that I think there's a reason behind it and there's always a positive reason. Although it's not apparent right now, right here and today, it will be in the future. So there's always a good reason why this is happening. So for that, it gives me a sense of uh, contentment and I'm yep. able to deal with it. Um, so that cloud has a silver lining and you just have to sometimes work to find it. Right? Exactly. Or okay. sometimes it just takes time to show. It might be a cloudy okay. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to wait for the other clouds to shift out. Um, and I guess the other one is writing a gratitude journal. Yeah. journal. 
and like yourself, acts of kindness. Um, so that's a big one for me. Very good. That's really cool. Yeah, that's wonderful. So we're already there. So you, you mentioned there's three, right? So three from there. Just use three. I guess so. if we're on fast track, we could do them all. <laughs> if you're on fast track, you could do them all. But <laughs> I, I, I think anybody who's, who's listening to this and uh, sort of watching this podcast, I would suggest that they choose the three. Um, so even before they have a health crisis, uh, just yeah. because it fosters this positivity, improves their immune system, so uh, and helps them deal with things as it happens, because life will throw you things that you don't want to. It always does, doesn't mm. it? So Dr. Moskowitz also conducted another study. Could you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. Um, so earlier on, um, she observed people with type 2 diabetes, AIDS, and other chronic illnesses, and found that they actually lived longer when they displayed positive emotions. So for her, the next step was to see if, uh, okay, we know that people with positive, um, foster, foster positive emotions do this, but could we train them to be positive? You know, so can you know? So because a lot of people out there are negative, saying, "Oh, I just don't do that sort of stuff. I don't do Absolutely. that." Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. do, yeah. And so she wants to see: could we actually train people to be more positive? Um, and uh, she actually found that yes, it it worked. And not only did it work, but um, it was even effective if you just did it online. So it didn't have to be Amazing. anything that's terribly intensive. You didn't have a 10 sessions, even one-on-one sessions, stuff like that. You could do it online, be anonymous. That's amazing, amazing. There's also other studies that have found similar findings, is that right? Yeah. Um, if you look at other studies, you sort of know that people with diabetes, uh, positive feelings were associated with an increase in healthy eating, physical activity, less use of tobacco, better control of blood sugar, and a lower risk of dying. Um, so, so really, really positive. She also looked at another study of women who were diagnosed with breast cancer, and um, the ones who were positive had much lower levels of depression. Oh, incredible. Mm -hmm. Did the disease progress less as well? So um, they didn't find that actually with uh, the women with cancer, because they couldn't look at the care progression, but they did find that sort of when you have greater levels of longevity, so hence a lower, obviously, sort of risk from the disease if you're positive. How do we get how do we get onto the positive track? Well, it's a tough one because mm -hmm. it's not as if we can sort of you know just sort of go to the doctor and get a prescription for yeah. happiness and just you know here you go here's your positivity pill uh, yeah. and, and off you go. Um, so I think we all have to take initiative. You know, it is down to us. You know, so mm -hmm. if you want to be more positive, you need to take the initiative. Uh, you need to do something. For me, gratitude journal is a great place to start. Uh, we've mentioned before, and, and you see how this recurrent theme, everybody seems to be mentioning gratitude journal. So, you know, the evidence is out there, we should be doing gratitude journal. Um, I think recognizing that positive event each and every day, um, something that you're grateful for, something that you've experienced, making it really sensory rich in terms of, you know, thinking about how it felt when it happened, you know, so for the noises, you know, what was the soundtrack was going on how, you know, the sights that were around me. So really making it sensory rich for me. Um, and, and obviously journaling it is really important. And I also think if you tell yeah. somebody about it and, and a friend about it, how it goes. Now, when I say you tell a friend, you're probably thinking about, oh, I could tell so-and-so and so-and-so about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And on the flip side, you're probably also thinking yeah. there are people I couldn't tell it to. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so what's the difference between the two groups of people in your life? I've seen you've got the friends that are uplifting, mm -hmm. encouraging, mm -hmm. and probably on the similar wavelengths to yourself, and yeah. you've got the other ones, unfortunately, who 
latch onto you (laughs) and they almost drag you down or they can't they drag you down to a lower level so i guess the more negative yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Way of saying. That, that's, that's kind. That's kind. Uh, I, I tend to term people as zappers or crappers. Ah, that's a great way. <laughs> so for me, a zapper is somebody who I interact with who lifts me up, you know, gives me more energy, and I feel uh-huh. so better for being around them. And then the converse of that is going to be the crapper who so I spent five minutes with, and I literally want to just go home because <laughs> there's just no point in even trying, you know, so like this. Um, now, I think, you know, sort of, um, we maybe need to spend more time with, you know, the zappers in life and maybe avoid some of the crappers. And, you know, there's some people you can share those things with who are on your wavelength, who will reinforce and say, yeah, do more of that. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Those are probably the people you want to be around a little bit more. 100%. So we should really make time to laugh a bit more as well, friends. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you make time to laugh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> How do you do it? Well, you tell me what's your secret. I watch some funny videos every so often. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Or play with my little niece. She always makes me laugh. Kids, Kids. are always wonderful. Kids, pets, yeah. great. Getting outdoors. Um, so that's, you know, for me, it's uh, comedy. Uh, you know, I'll happily watch comedy. Um, I will, and, and I will laugh. And I'm looking for those really de- deep belly laughs, not the little chuckle yeah. but they're really so cool so you on really laps. want to be involved emotionally rather than oh, superficially yeah. 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 so fully engaged mm. in okay well thank you so much we're going to come to an end over here um, so any final words David yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the evidence is conclusive that a positive outlook in life adds years to your life um, the link between positivity and the health benefits is indisputable um, Research shows it lowers your blood pressure, it um, reduces heart disease, you have better weight control, healthier blood sugar levels. You know, it is just a positive cycle. And the more positivity you practice, the easier it gets. So, you know, so if no one starts off being a pro at the positivity stuff, but if you don't start, you'll never get there. So, and I think, yeah, it is. Uh, so it's time to get out there and start doing the positivity thing. Well, thank you so much, David. Um, Every day may not be good, but there is something good in every day. Uh, What a wonderful thought to close on. Thank you very much.